The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. On round one today, Deb Hutton is here, former advisor to two premiers of Ontario, Jerry Agar, live in studio. Jerry is normally heard from 9 to noon right here on the Mighty 1010. Scott Reed is here, political commentator and advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Happy Tuesday to everybody. And actually, I want to start with something that we only learned of in the last couple of hours, but Councillor John Burnside, who heads up the TTC board, was here to talk about it. Um, they suspended the supervision or the checking on on fares on the TTC for almost three years owing to COVID, and now they're going to go back to handing out tickets. And I have to think, uh, Jerry Yegar, I mean, first of all, I didn't know they weren't handing out tickets, so there'll probably be some kickback from activists who say that this is uh, marginalizing people of lesser means, but now pay your fare. Yes, pay your fare. I mean, why is this a discussion, quite frankly? Well, I was wondering, but I thought we'd start off. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm yeah. just saying, why are people coming out and saying you shouldn't have to pay your fare? That's ridiculous. Deb Hutton? Hey, Daddy-O, I grab my skateboard, I hop those turnstiles, and I say, if you can't catch me, I don't need to pay. Well, I'll catch you because you can't pull your pants up. Uh, Deb Hutton. Wow, two grumpy old men. Uh, but I agree with them. So that makes me grumpy, too. <laughs> okay, so then let's keep moving. Two grumpy and old men and an old lady. In that That's line. Exactly. It's a new movie. Yeah. And, Scott, you were reminding me of Steve Buscemi's character, or whatever it was, where he was like an undercover cop who was sent into a high school. And he says, how are you doing, fellow young people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my life. Justin Trudeau says accusations. We got to lawyer ourselves on this story because some news organizations are actually naming certain MPs and saying that they are Chinese assets that they're bought and paid for by the Chinese government. Justin Trudeau yesterday saying and uh, citing one of those MPs saying that it was racist. Uh, Scott Reed, your thoughts? Um, well, there's probably elements of racism, but I don't think. And look, I understand why the prime minister is frustrated. He's frustrated because you've got mid-level thesis uh, officials, presumably leaking intelligence. Uh, these things are coming up with a lot of top spin. It's now happening in multiple media organizations, and it feels like it's got a pretty heavy-duty agenda to it. So I understand that he's frustrated, but you don't really make good decisions when you're frustrated. Um, none of it obviates the fact that whether this stuff is uh, trumped up or BS, these still raise fundamental questions about the integrity of our electoral process, the infiltration of Chinese uh, efforts into the democratic process. And and I think your answer has got to be more than uh, go pound sand. Um, and, and, you know, it's difficult. You don't want to legitimize the allegations. On the other hand, I think you have to uh, you, ha you have to have some mechanism. Uh, that respects the fact that this is foreign intelligence, and so there's going to be national security and international security elements around it. But I think you need some mechanism to clear the air on this and telling people, uh, you know, this is this is just a uh, an inside job. This is racism. This is uh, all uh, somebody's uh, you know heavy duty Cold War agenda. I, I it won't. It won't cut the mustard on this. Yeah, Deb Hutton, this wouldn't be the first time. And as a matter of fact, it goes back uh, hundreds, if not, uh, well, 150 years, accusing people of certain ethnicities of having a first loyalty to another country. Um, but in this case, the Chinese have been quite open about meddling with things. Well, a couple of things. First of all, if this was about Russian interference, I think we'd all be having the same opinion, whatever that opinion is. This this isn't, in my view, have it doesn't have anything to do with racism. The second thing that bothers me about the most recent reporting on this is that it has been reported that CSIS urged 
the federal liberals to drop a particular candidate in 2019 election because of concerns about his uh, connection with China. Now, the prime minister says CSIS doesn't get to tell a political party who they can have as the candidate. I agree. But if you are given that warning almost four years ago, isn't that a bit of a problem? Jerry? But was he? I mean, these things aren't established. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you touched on something there, Scott. Um, there's a lot we don't know because it seems there's a lot of behind-the-scenes manipulation here and a lot of CSIS people contradicting each other. So we don't know the full case. Okay, so one of the people that has been at the forefront here reporting on this is Robert Fife, and you had him on the show yep. yesterday. And one of the things he said, well, you know, to counter the charges of racism is he didn't name any names, but he said, you look at a person's voting record, and a person uh, can rightfully be called to defend their voting record, and they may, they may sufficiently uh, defend it. But there are questions to be raised on one particular individual's voting record in this regard, and uh, I'll go through it on my show later on. It's not racist to do that, and the only person who doesn't seem to get that this is a real issue in this country is Justin Trudeau. What's he trying to hide? Uh, hang on. It is. We're getting like, and this is the danger here. And this is why I think the prime minister does need to have some mechanism to clear the air. We're getting awfully close to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to McCarthyism here. I'm going to go through something. You know what? MPs vote overwhelmingly, like, by, and I'm sure Deb would agree, but to the tune of 90, 95% with their parties so you know this isn't this is in the united states where each uh you know member of congress is an independent delegate their voting record like you know and now you're guilty until proven innocent we're going to go through your record and say that that proves something like I, this is why it gets uncomfortable and correspondingly i think it's why the prime minister has to treat it more seriously you just can't let this stuff linger but okay, okay like, let's but Scott, take a breath before we start accusing people okay i took two breaths and uh because i realize what i'm wading into when i'm going to do this on the air later but if you vote with your party when they do something in favor of china and suspiciously you're absent whenever they vote on something that might seem to be against china it's legitimate to say why is that sir Okay, I want to move to a different topic, and I have a feeling this may be like the uh, fair skippers topic. Everyone's going to go, yep, yep, yep. Um, they are yep, 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 they're yep, yep, cooking yep. up an idea of uh, being able to swear your Canadian citizenship oath as a new Canadian uh, by scrolling and clicking like it's some kind of a real estate deal. I don't know. There's something sort of majestical about, I mean, you see some people sometimes with tears in their eyes as they uh, declare themselves and are declared citizens of the country. There's something special about it. I get that administratively, I mean, I'm doing some work right now in terms of RRSPs and all that kind of stuff. And all I, I don't even have to sign the papers. I just have to click that I'm signing the papers. You know, so we can do all of this kind of stuff. And I understand that administratively, you're getting the job done but it's i don't know we're taking something out of it aren't we yeah deb hutton i don't think being sworn in as a new canadian should be like a, a an online visit to service ontario yeah I, I i really am offended by this quite frankly these are people who choose not by birth to be canadian who choose to come here and be canadian and i have this sense that we're we're watering down our national pride i mean we had the debate last week about julie black and and her commentary as well here's my thing if if the answer to bureaucratic incompetence, which is what the government says this is, is rooted in. In other words, we aren't getting our immigration backlog fixed. The answer to bureaucratic incompetence is to make citizenship the same as me ordering my milk and toilet paper from Walmart. There's something wrong with our government, quite frankly. Scott Reed. Yeah, I, 
I think that's taking it too far. I don't think, by the way, that the backlog is a consequence of government incompetence, bureaucratic incompetence. I think that we have raised immigration levels and we've been traditionally terrible at the federal level of matching, not just uh, not just uh, dealing with backlogs, but also matching uh, immigration levels with appropriate landing services. But, you know, from my perspective, I think you're going to have the best of both worlds. Moving into the 21st century makes some sense to me, but retaining the citizenship ceremonies, I think also makes sense because they are moving and it is a symbolic and important gesture so i don't i don't know that you can't do both like allow people on an individual basis to click and do all of that and get it done and that's quicker and easier and more convenient but then also host us still host a, a series of citizenship ceremonies and my guess is a ton of new canadians are going to want to be there and participate because it's an incredibly moving and monumental uh, uh occasion for them Former National Hockey League player Akeem Alou says that he took a proposal to the Greater Toronto Hockey League, which, as I learned this morning, is the largest uh, amateur hockey league on the planet. Uh, but he took in a proposal that would have made it more racially diverse, and they flatly turned it down. Uh, Deb Hutton, how do you see this? Because part of it was that there would be special um, quotas, I guess, or roster spots for BIPOC players. But maybe that's what you need to do in order to make it attractive enough that some people will overcome the perceived racism of being a visible minority and getting into junior hockey. Yeah, uh, more broadly speaking, I'll, I'll yield to my friend Scott, who knows minor hockey uh, in Ontario far better than I do. But I, I'm hard pressed to think of a time when I will ever support quotas. And so that's my challenge here, because there clearly is something wrong when you hear the the uh, officials from the GTHL talking, Greater Toronto Hockey League, talking about why this is a bad idea. Inherent in what they say are are as close to racist comments as you're going to get. So yes, there's a problem. Yes, there needs to be something done. I just, I, I'm not a person who's ever going to support quotas. I worry that GTHL is uh, our next hockey Canada, quite frankly. In terms of being scandal prone and Correct. blowing up. Yeah. yeah, but again, uh, Scott knows knows far more. Yeah, well, let's turn to Scott and and Deb Hutton was referring to one official in the GTHL, Scott, and I'm looking for the quote because this is a very long uh, feature today. But he really did sound like an old man yelling at a cloud. Yeah, and you know. More than one thing is correct here. Uh, more than one thing is true. So I think it's really true that the GTHL, which is run as an insider's cozy insider club for a long time, um, it, it's it's going to get it, it's going to get kicked around a little bit um, because we're starting to see this with all the sports organizations, and we're going to find that it's it's way too insidery, way too crony, way too um, uh, resistant uh, to any kind of change or challenge. Uh, at the same time, I think probably we want to take a different kind of approach here if like going into the triple a level where you've got the very most competitive minor hockey players I, i'm not sure that's where this should be implemented i'm not even sure that's where it would be optimally implemented i would do it at the lower level i do it at the house league and select level where um i think there's almost no argument against uh doing uh, a lot more and being more aggressive and then you don't have the crazy triple a parents who believe their kid's going to be the next Connor mcdavid who says just a second i'm losing a roster spot for somebody who hasn't proven their merit on the ice no way and then you get into all that ugliness and it will be ugly man um i i would do this i wouldn't start at the triple a level i do this right across from stem to stern
Uh, okay, I, I don't think I know enough about minor league hockey because, to, quite frankly, my I looked at this and I'm looking through the article and I'm thinking, well, who's keeping minorities out of hockey? I think they're self-selecting out of hockey. Um, so uh, that's all I can think right, of. Right, but if you the... self-select yourself out of something because of perceived racism and because of genuine racism where kids are being called the N-word when they get into hockey, then, yeah, they, they've fostered an environment that is not friendly to minorities. Well, I don't know. I think sports is a, is a meritocracy. I mean, why is the NBA dominated by black players? Because black people play basketball. Why is the NHL dominated by white people? Because white people play hockey. I mean, I think that's a part of it. Minor hockey is due, big time due, uh, for a huge culture shock. It really is. Um, and at the at the house league level, it is not at all about, it's, it's not competitive. It's not about merit. It's about signing up. And that's where I would start the change. Thanks a lot, everybody. Deb Hutton, Scott Reed, Jerry Agar, Free For All Round 2 coming your way in the next hour. After the news, uh, we track down uh, Jugmeet Singh. He is going to be on the show this morning. And actually, there's a much fuller uh, menu of things to discuss with Jugmeet Singh this morning than there was when we didn't manage to get in touch with him. So we'll be talking about his calling grocery chain CEOs on the carpet to Ottawa, but also um, this business of Chinese election interference. And if it is such a genuine scandal and Justin Trudeau's getting it wrong, then why would you continue to prop this government up? Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.